Many of us, myself included, can occasionally feel resentful when it comes time to prepare dinner. Why me again? Didn't I just feed you? Cooking just takes too long. I'm sick of cleaning up after meals. Oh, the ungrateful hordes of hungry, picky little monsters. I'm not saying the resentment is not warranted, at least at times, but I do find that it helps to shift my focus and my mindset from resentment to gratitude. There's joy to be found in the opportunity we have to feed ourselves and our loved ones really good food. Here are six of the big reasons that I can think about right now. What are yours, big or small? I would love to know. Feel free to write back. Number one, I have a family to feed. If something happened to my husband or my children tomorrow, I would give everything to turn the clock back 24 hours, back to the moment when I was cooking dinner for them for the last time. I would beg for the opportunity to again yell at them to set aside their games and come set the table. In addition, having suffered multiple miscarriages, I just don't take my children for granted. I am lucky to have them and to have the chance to care for them through cooking. Number two, we have access today to more amazing tasty and nutritious food than at any point in history. This is an immense privilege that not everyone on earth and not even everyone in my country here in Canada can enjoy. I recognize the complex industrial and social arrangements that are required to make the food appear on the shelves of grocery stores. I'm aware of the effort and even the suffering experienced by many along the way. I know that our good food luck may not last for much longer as planetary climate perturbations disrupt agriculture and cause shortages. I celebrate the produce rainbow while I can. Number three, I'm able to cook. Recently, my husband suffered a broken wrist. It reminded me of the fragility and precariousness of my main cooking instrument, myself. Cooking with only one hand or no hands at all or with otherwise different abilities It's certainly possible, but definitely more complicated in our world. I am so glad that I can confidently hold a knife today. Number four, well, the scientific guidance on nutrition is clear. There's a lot of hype around nutrition science, mostly because good news about our bad habits makes for catchy headlines. However, in reality, there is far greater consensus around what foods are most health-promoting, and the other way around, then those who have a taste for or a financial interest in animal protein would like to think. To find guidance, one only needs to put some effort into reading the results of the large-scale population studies, such as papers based on EPIC, the Women's Health Initiative, and any other longitudinal nutrition studies. Or we can follow the work of experts committed to translating peer-reviewed work into lay language summaries such as Dr. Michael Greger and Dr. Shireen Kassam. The bottom line is clear. Eating more plants and eating less animal-based products keeps us lively and happy for longer. Thanks to that expertise, I can confidently choose what to feed myself and my loved ones every night. Number five, it rocks to cook on the shoulders of giants. They went vegan early and they set off on a journey creating vegan recipes that we can all learn from. Isa Chandra, Drina Burton, Miyoko Shinner deeply influenced my own growth as a vegan cook, 
But there are many others, and they all work so hard to make plant foods shine at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I have a list of favorite cookbooks on my website. You can check it out. Special mention goes to Robin Robinson for her insufficiently heralded collaborations with Dr. Greger, and also for all her gazillions other vegan cookbooks. She's showing how it's possible to make beautiful and delicious meals using only green light ingredients. Also, Sue Deaver and others who introduced us to aquafaba, an ingredient practically no one even imagined 10 years ago. How can we not be joyous when we're cooking foods inspired by these amazing creators? Finally, number six, Saturday Me, who meal prepped for Wednesday Me. I'm so grateful for her. When I open the fridge and I find the building blocks for tonight's dinner all ready to reheat and assemble into a delicious weeknight meal, I sigh with relief. I'm so thankful for that woman who planned an entire year's worth of plant-based meals. She compiled a shopping list. She decided on the prep steps that I could do on the weekend to save myself time and grief on weeknights. I love even more the woman who actually cooked the building blocks during the previous weekends. Actually, both of those women are me. One might think that I'm, I'm tooting my own horn here, and that's fine because really I am. I just love my meal plans. But on a Wednesday night, it's important for me to capture that gratitude and to remind myself of the importance of doing it all over again the following weekend. So what about you? What are you grateful for? I would love to know. Please go to the blog post that um, this podcast episode comes from. It's linked in the show notes and add your gratitude in the comments there. I look forward to seeing you again in my vegan family kitchen. By the way, if you would like to start eating more plants for dinner, but you don't know where to start or you're finding weeknights stressful, I really recommend that you download my free five-day plant-based meal plan. It's called Planned and Plant-Based. You can find it at veganfamilykitchen.com slash planned, P-L-A-N-N-E-D. And it's got everything you need in there, including five of my favorite recipes, a shopping list, some prep steps to take on the weekend, so that you can really experience a much less stressful week next week. And at the same time, enjoy really delicious, really good food, plant-based dinners. All right, see you in the kitchen.